All right, so episode one, part two, coming at you. We ended up uh, talking about the tax revenue that may or may not be coming into uh, the government after this extended shutdown. And I know Tim has a lot more uh, background in that than I do, so he can probably take it from here. Well, I'll take a, I'll take a take a stab at it. Um, <laughs> the, the, I'll tell you what's happening right now. The governor has asked for twenty percent reduction in every department in the state of Ohio. Department of Education, Jobs and Family Services, Rehabilitation, Corrections, yeah, the EPA. across the board. Everybody's yeah, taking Kelsey. Kelsey works for the EPA, yeah, so what, I've heard about that. So um, now that doesn't even go down to talking about the local governments. I mean, you've got to look at all these cities with the vast majority of your sales tax going to these cities, and you know your bars and restaurants are closed, so there's no eat-in dining, so there's no there's no sales tax on any of the dining now. Um, that's a massive, massive loss. Retail has been closed for, um, you know, uh, it opens up the 12th yep. of this month. So retail has been closed for over a month. Um, you know, and, and, and government isn't, they, they don't bank a lot of money, right? The money comes in, the money goes out, right? So they have police and fire and other road employees and stuff. And the vast majority of their budgets are spent like anybody, any other business is on, on, on employees, right? That's the biggest expense you have. Um, the money's not coming in. Many of these municipalities, especially the small ones, have exhausted all of their resources and are now looking to borrow money from the state. The state doesn't have the money to lend. Uh, the federal government's talking about doing a bailout package for the local governments, but you had Senator McConnell, who said that, well, why should I bail out local government? Well, so I believe they're going to get a bailout package for local governments. But right now, your local governments are in a lot, a heap of trouble. They've got, you know, bills to pay and people to pay and, you know, fire departments and police departments are essential services. I, I don't know where they cut. I mean... It's 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 going to be a tough road for them. I mean, they've been complaining for years that the state's been cutting out their local their local share of the uh, uh, state state uh, state funding it keeps getting reduced and reduced to almost zero. And now this hit comes, you may see several. It, it's a very good possibility you can see several municipalities actually end up filing for bankruptcy if they don't get help. They're in as much trouble, if not more trouble. Than, than Eric and I are, and, and other and other and other uh, other uh, uh, gyms and, and bars and restaurants. Quite frankly, I mean, they're in a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, small municipalities. Like my dad is a, a city council person up in my hometown, and that he's talking about how they are they're basically just hemorrhaging money al alongside everyone else. And this is me as an individual. I'm looking to get hired as a in civil service one day. So. I look at the future and it's like, oh, cool. I'm a gym owner. We're not exactly in a great position. And it's like, oh, man, I was supposed to have a firefighter interview before this. They got postponed indefinitely. So I'm like, well, that's not exactly in a great position either. So it's not not a confidence inspiring situation all around here. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 going to be an interesting time. And, and I think everybody fails to realize you know, a lot a lot of people are getting their unemployment checks now, and they're also getting that 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 six hundred dollar bonus kicker that 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 ends in July. But they're getting that now along with their regular unemployment, and things seem to be you know okay, right? But the reality is, I'm not sure that we're going to see we're going to start seeing the actual real pain of this in the next three to six months. 
Uh, that's going to determine who's going to stay open, who's going to be able to weather the storm. You, you may or may not have a job to go back to if you're in the bars, restaurant industry, depending uh, on, on if they can you know, wait this out. Um, not as many people got that PPE money as, as, as everybody wants to portray it. It was a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's being portrayed as a lot of people are getting money, but if you sit down and talk to a lot of these small businesses that this PPP money was supposed to go to, a lot of them are not getting it. And right. that's my biggest thing is I saw in, uh, the government's looking at a $500 billion stimulus for larger, larger businesses. So, you're telling me all these big businesses that dipped into the PPP now are going to be getting 500. They need more, obviously. Are going right. to be getting into that $500 billion too when mm-hmm. that was supposed to be for small businesses? I mean, you just see how much, I guess, small businesses are an afterthought right. because, mm-hmm. frankly, they should have never been able to uh, uh, apply for those in the first place. No. I mean, I understand that's where you get into it. The franchises, if somebody, a locally owned franchise, are able to apply for money, but the large corporations, if you're a privately, privately traded company, you don't need that money. You have, there is a question on that PPP. Are you, were you able to secure funds elsewhere? Right. I tried to secure funds elsewhere. I wasn't able to. Mm-hmm. So I applied for the PPP. Unfortunately, I was able to get some money from it. But all these larger corporations, I mean, the LA Lakers <laughs> got $4.6 million. Yeah. yeah. And like, Harvard. Yeah. yeah. So, like, what, what, are you serious? Like, mm-hmm. well, my question is so these guys say they're going to pay it back, right? But is anybody verifying that they're paying it back? And if they pay it back, does that money get reallocated, or does that just go back? Because yeah, with the state, with the state government, I'll give you an example. Like when I was in, we had um, uh, the capital budget appropriations, right, for all the capital projects in your district throughout the state. And if somebody didn't use the money, it just sat there, right? If they did, if they used it, okay. But if they didn't use it, it was allocated to them, and 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 it got returned. It just sat there and sat there and sat there until somebody said, hey, did that money ever get spent? And somebody would go, whoa, no. Then, oh, hey, can we reallocate that? Oh, oh yeah, we can reallocate. But you, you have to know that it comes back and you have to know to reallocate it. Government works funny. And I just thought, you know, that this, they might be returning billions of dollars. But is that billions of dollars being put back out for lending purposes or is it just sitting in the pot because it was allocated? And that's the weird, that's the weird, some weird government things that go on. And I know that that's at least the way it worked in the capital budget in Ohio. I doubt that it works any different in the federal government. And, and the big question I have is, are they giving it back? Have they, have they actually returned, if they got the funds, did they actually return the funds? It's one thing to say that you're giving it back. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to do it. And that, that's one of the biggest thing or one of the biggest issues that I took with like Ruth Chris took 20 whatever 20 million or 20 whatever the hell it was and they they took all that money and then everyone got got on them and there was a bunch of bad press and then they returned it and then people started celebrating the companies that were give that were quote unquote returning we don't know if they've been returned or if it's being allocated elsewhere but it was like oh good for them they're giving it back and it's like well why'd they take it in the first place yeah. i don't know wasn't that supposed to be the small business stimulus package and i last i checked if you have like over 150 locations across the U.S. That doesn't really sound like a small business. Yeah, you're not as yeah, big a snake like, as you originally were. That's, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. it's getting into the whole franchise thing, and if individual franchises took it or if the large corporations right. took it, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, and I can't be totally mad at those corporations if they're using the money for the 
right appropriations. They're right, actually right. keeping employees on and keeping somebody employed and paying that person the payroll. But half of this money, it goes back. Um, is it going, are these companies taking this money just to make themselves richer? Because it's the old adage is the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. This is definitely a time that is happening because people that have extra right. money that can throw, especially into the stock market right now, they're going to make a ton of money when mm-hmm. this thing gets going again. Yeah. And guess what? Small businesses or people that don't have much money are just trying to fight to stay alive mm-hmm. and they're not going to get any richer. They're just putting themselves more in the hole, whether it's credit card debt or taking out loans that you don't necessarily wouldn't have had to take in the right. first place. Like I'm hopefully going to get this PPP loan forgiven, but I am hanging on to the majority of it. In the case that I don't, that I'm going to have to pay it back. I will just give the money back because I don't want to have an extra fifteen hundred dollars a year mm-hmm. for the next two years tagged onto my right. bills. You, you don't right. want to dig that like that. Will, I'll, I'll dig even further than mm-hmm. than that. I'll be breaking pretty much even if I had to pay that every single month back to my loan. So I, what's the point of me taking that loan, making myself broke right. for I two think, years, and not make yeah. any money? I think people fail to realize, like, like just because you're in business doesn't mean I that that Eric and I are sitting on this giant pile of money. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> we, you know, we thought that when we started it, but it didn't quite end up that way, right? Well, we're going to this big pile of cash. We can do whatever we want, but the reality is, yeah, we're broker now than we were before we started. <laughs> what, what happens uh, when you open a business? It's like, oh, well, I need this now, and I need that now, and I yeah. need to pay this person well, and all that. I think a business yeah. is like a boat. It's a hole in which you throw money into. Well, I mean, but, that's, yeah. that's the, I think that's a good thing of it, though, too, is we're able to, if you can put money back into it, it shows that you care about the people that you're right. serving. Is you mm-hmm. want to make a, a better product mm-hmm. for those people that are loyal to you and pay you every month to use your service. Mm-hmm. That's what I want my money to go to. I want to be able to build and offer one of the best facilities for people in the state of Ohio to come in and train and better themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and on that on that note, isn't that why we Pinnacle? 614 any other private training facility is that is why we are different because we're trying to actually provide a service for our people we have that that relationship with those individuals we 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 know all our members you know all your members names i'm sure we do as well and we're trying to give that service. We're not exactly like, I believe me, I, w- I want to be able to make some money, but it's not like but it, when it, you not know, in LA fitness. It's when not it comes down to fitness, it, it's yeah. not about, I mean, yes, it's nice mm-hmm. to make money and I want to have a lot of money. But yeah. when it comes down to it, I'd rather have a little bit of money and, and know that I'm offering the best that I can for the people that support me mm-hmm. and use my service. Yeah. I, yep. I, I think we, we're, we operate very much alike. I mean, I remember walking into Eric's, Eric's place when he first started and, you know, we've had all those brand new rogue racks. I mean, he put a lot, he put a lot of money and a lot of effort into that and he's got a great facility over there um, for sure. Um, you know, we did the same thing here when I opened, I wanted to make sure that we had top quality equipment, which we meet, which we have. Um, you know, for, for, for our patrons and, and, you know, we just spent just before the Arnold, uh, was a $6,000, total uh, uh, yeah. maybe on, a little bit more, actually more than that. I'm not even, I'm not, oh yeah. I, yeah. Well, Cause the, well, you had two, all the racks and the kilo plates. Yeah. The kilo plates. The rack, we have, racks. No, we had the three combos before that. So we bought them for yeah. that though. Yeah, yeah. So before that, we just had the three racks. It so had to have been like eight grand. Yeah. Eight to $10,000 just to. 
just very inconvenient time. Like, cause yeah. I, I, yeah, I ended up spending probably right around what 7,500 to $10,000 right, right, right there before the end of the year to add this new stuff. And then is it bam? three months later, boom, mm -hmm. I can't even open my yeah. doors and I'm not allowed to make any money, but yet I still have to pay sales tax Ex on yeah. the people that support yeah, me. Exactly. That even though the state of Ohio, that says, is, I can't, that is one pet peeve that, you know, I mean, uh, let's get into this a second. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. we're, what, this, this year, uh, actually, this this coming week um, on 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 uh, uh, Wednesday, uh, we're scheduled to give testimony before the Ohio House's uh, 2020 Economic Revitalization Committee. Uh, and one of the subjects I want to bring up in that is that you know the last budget cycle, uh, the state seen fit to add sales tax to gym memberships, and you know as as a former legislator. You know, I, I look at things a little. I look at things from a public policy perspective, and 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 from a business owner's perspective. And I, and I'm looking at, hey, we're taxing gym memberships for the first time, ever. And, and quite frankly, that's counterproductive. We want people, um, to to have gym memberships and go work out and be physically fit, because on the back end, we save hundreds, if not billions, hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars, on healthcare. Uh, whether it's Medicaid or Medicare, uh, Medicaid being the state's portion, Medicaid being the uh, federal federal government's um, um, senior portion, we spend a lot of money uh, on people who who have not taken care of themselves, and I, I think it's counterproductive for us to charge sales tax for people doing something we really want them to do. Um, we need to use our tax policy not only to generate revenue. But to incentivize people to do the things we want, you know, we we don't tax. We shouldn't be taxing, you know, interest on savings accounts because that's what we want people to do. Uh, so we need to rethink our tax code a little bit here in Ohio, and that's one of the things that I want to bring up in, in in our testimony is that the legislators have asked us, you know, what what can happen, what can be done to you know help you guys, help your businesses after this. Uh, that's that's a big thing right there. If you could if you could alleviate the sales tax on memberships and training and things like that. I think that would be not only beneficial for us, but beneficial for our clients, but also beneficial for the state in the long run. Incentivize people to do the right things. I mean, yeah, I'll gladly knock off the sales tax off my membership to save people money if I'm not if I don't have to pay right. that. Like, yeah, and it's not about us. We're not yeah, getting yeah, that money. I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll take exactly. it. Yeah, I'll take that off for them right. because it's saving me money in essence to not have to pay that and that i guess it comes down to is how we really view health care in the united states mm -hmm. and that that could be it's, a couple i mean that could yeah discussion. that could be a whole yeah. other topic yeah. because do are we really concerned about people's health when it comes to this when we're not preemptive to everything there's a lot of money on the back end in health care from people using those services whether um it's for heart disease or whatever, there's so much money in healthcare that they don't want to give that up and have healthy fit people. Because you know what, if every, if say 50% of the population becomes healthier and doesn't need those services, how much money does that, that um, area lose? Yeah, it's, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. I, and I, <laughs> I wish, I wish we could get to those kind of numbers, right? Because on the, on the, on the back side of it, you got to look at the state's budget. One of the biggest chunks of the state's overall budget is the Medicaid. And then the, 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 when they did the expand, Medicaid expansion in Ohio, 
became the biggest chunk of, of, of state funding. Uh, it, it's more than all the education. It's more than all prisons. It's more than state government itself, uh, uh, other agencies. So, you know, maybe we need to start thinking, maybe the legislature needs to start thinking about preventative medicine. Stop talking about it and start actually like incentivizing and getting people to do it. Because that's where the vast majority of your state tax dollars goes by far. And it's only going to get bigger. Well, that's what, that's what I, I get in the, at the bright side of this. I hope that's the what comes out of this is people actually realize their health is more important in the long run. And it's going to help them live a longer and, and healthier mm-hmm. life and more, I mean, frankly, a happier one. Right. Because if you're healthy and fit and able to go out and live life and enjoy things, it's only going to make you happier and it's going to make everybody more productive. I mean, right. it's, it's only going to make things better. That's mm-hmm. There's no downturn to being fit and, and active and healthy in the long run. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, a lot of, it just goes, it, it's further, uh, there's further evidence to that with uh, company programs like uh, I, not silver sneakers, but I know like county employees or whatever it was right. that we talked about, they get a certain amount of money allotted every month for a fitness membership. And if some of those county employees can be deemed essential workers and some of their uh, or some money is allocated for a fitness membership or something, couldn't it be argued that we provide an, an essential service because we keep the employees happy and healthy and effective as employees. It's right. Well, think about your police and firefighters, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, many of your, most fire departments have uh, physical fitness requirements, right? So, um, you know, to meet that physical fit, fitness requirements, you do need gyms to be open for mm-hmm. these guys to do that. Now, well, now some apparently de- the, the police department one is still mm-hmm. open. So yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> why, why do you, why do you still, still think I'm making money from online coaching? Because I coach a whole hell of a lot of firefighters and police. And I wonder what they yeah. have access yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, I wonder like, if there's a certain they're, gym they're, still open that just people are me, allowed to go to. Don't, don't post this video, Joe. And I'm like, don't worry. But <laughs> But I mean, well, a lot of it, I mean, so like a lot of this, a lot, a lot of the bigger departments do have facilities, right? Like I, I know Columbus has a facility and, and I, I haven't personally seen it, but I can venture to guess that they have a lot of people going there right now um, because there's nowhere else to go. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of smaller departments throughout the state. When you get out into the rural areas, they don't, they rely a lot of them have contracts with with, the, with their local gyms, right? And I, I like I, I know, for instance, up up north in the district I serve, I know four departments up there that had contracts with outside gym facilities because it was just easier and less expensive for them to do it that way. Uh, it made more sense to invest in the community too, uh, and I, I encourage that. I think there should be a lot more of that going on, of that public private partnership type of stuff going on. Um, but they're closed. They can't even go in there. So I know, you know, there's a lot of firefighters and police up, up in Northeast Ohio in the rural areas who can't, cannot work out. Right. And, and these are one of the things that's like, well, you know, I've heard, oh, come on, you know, it's only, it's only a couple of weeks, blah, blah, blah. You know, a couple of weeks turns into five to six weeks, which turns into eight weeks or more. I mean, and, and, and you do lose a lot. I mean, I, I went on a walk this weekend and <laughs> Damn, you're died. Well, I mean, you, this, and that's just like general 
people like a firefighter being prepared to be active during their job. That's one right. thing, but it's like, I know a lot of the listeners because of my demographic are going to be power lifters. It's like, think of an example. If I, if I took, if I took you and I was like, Hey, you can't train for two months, but then you're going to have six weeks to get ready for a meet. Are you going to do as well as you could at that meet? No, hell no. Are you going to come anywhere near what you would have been able to do? Hell no, because you didn't have time to prepare. Same thing with uh, the Ohio State football team that right. you were talking about. We were having Condition, a conversation about. You put those kids on the field with no preparation time, no conditioning time. They're, either everyone is going to either get hurt or they're just simply not going to be able to do it. But think about it, like, so Alabama and Texas, right? Texas is back, right? Mm -hmm. So they're in the gym right now. They're on the fields right now. And and where is our Ohio State players? They're probably in their garage with some scrapped-together plates or whatever they can, um, doing the best they can with what they can find. But good luck finding it right now because half the places are just completely sold out. Um, you know, they're struggling, they're doing the best they can, but it's certainly not the RPAC. They're certainly not back at their facilities. So does Texas and Alabama and the SEC get a two month head start on so OSU? Yeah, you're creating an unfair competitive advantage at that point. Yeah. That. I guess the whole thing too is with, with this saying that, I mean, I'm not going to go back to the whole academy gym or whatever being open to members but now you're prioritizing people's health over other people's health and that's my biggest thing with all this is where it's i know they're not comparable in a sense of like coronavirus the virus can spread but i was telling tim this earlier is we make products we'll just use tobacco and alcohol for instance that have detrimental effects on people's lives and health but yet we continue to sell those to people because it's such a big money business. Mm-hmm. Uh, the funny part was, and I'll, I'll, I'll get dumped to that real quick and I'll shut up and let Eric finish. They deemed alcohol sales, and don't get me wrong, I like my alcohol oh, yeah. as yeah, essential business. So a lottery and alcohol was essential business, but yeah, we don't want you going on a treadmill. Yeah, I mean, it's. You, I, I didn't look up the statistics on tobacco-related deaths a year, but I know alcohol-related deaths is over 66,000 a year in the United States. And while people say, oh, well, People using those products doesn't affect other people. Well, one, yes, secondhand smoke is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And two, if somebody gets behind the wheel of a car and kills somebody, that affects somebody else's life. So in some ways, they are very comparable. And one of them is 100% preventative in a sense. Right. Yeah, and pre- the other prevent- one we can't. Yeah, yeah. preventable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other one isn't. But yet we don't care about these lives mm-hmm. because there's so much money put into this mm-hmm. and, and, and attributed to it because it's something people like to do, which... Like I said, I totally partake in both, mm-hmm. but you have the choice there. Right now, we're not even given the choice to operate our daily lives yeah. in this, with this mm-hmm. virus. And and that's that's been my biggest issue with all of this as well. There's just inconsistencies across policies. There's inconsistencies across business. And if there are going to be that many inconsistencies across everything that we're dealing with, why not give everybody the chance rather than picking winners and losers? Because that's just, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what you're doing. I, I, yeah, I, I see an interesting statistic when I was looking looking at different things up um, in in regards to um, like obesity, heart disease, um, diabetes, and cancer, and so on in Ohio. And I, I think one of the reasons that the governor and Dr. Acton got so scared 
was, you know, if people with pre-existing conditions, right, whether it's whether it's cancer, lung disease, heart disease, obesity, uh, diabetic, you know, they run a much higher risk of, uh, uh, of, of this being fatal, right? 48.2% of the population of the state of Ohio falls into that category. Well, and that number has only continued to increase over the, over the past years. Yeah, I mean, well, right. Hasn't, and hasn't quarantine 15 become a thing? Isn't that a hashtag? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you're, you're, yeah. In, you're in just, I mean, especially with obesity being one, you're yeah. making it okay. In not that sense. I could talk much over <laughs> here, but. Well, I mean, you're making it okay in a sense for people to say it's okay to not really worry about your health during this because. But we're going to close your gyms down so you can't work on your health. Go ahead, stay stay, home and stay inside. You'll be safe. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, like, don't, don't. I mean, and then people say, "Oh, well, you can work out outside or whatever." But the fact of the matter is, majority of the people, whether they hire personal trainers and go into the gym, most people don't know how to do that safely. So Mm -hmm. that's why they hire somebody to help them do this or accountability. Like, I'll be honest. Like, I, I'll tell my little story here. So about. 12 years ago, my father um, had a heart attack and passed away. My, my dad was a very, very large man. And I remember walking in when he had the heart attack in the University Hospital. And he was sitting there pre, pre-open heart surgery. And the doctor looking at him, talking to him, turned to me and said, hey, 60-40 chance that he makes it. And it's 60% to the bad. Okay, he's, he's probably not going to make it through this. And he pointed to me and he said, if he was your size, and at that time, at that time I was almost 300 pounds. If he was your size, it would be the other way around. And my dad, unfortunately, came out of, came out of surgery and passed away two days later. And I kind of had an epiphany in that moment. You know, I smoked like a freaking chimney, right? I was two and a half packs a day of Marlboro's. Um, I ate and drank everything on the planet. Uh, I was a legislator, so there was fried cheese and fried this and that. (laughs) Every night there was piles of that stuff around for receptions and alcohol. It was all available to you all day, all the time. Um, So I was obese. I smoked. So I'm like, all right, I need a trainer. Because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. you know. So I, I went and got a trainer, and I remember my first treadmill experience. Uh, I just, I just had to do two minutes to kind of get an gauge of where, you know, my heart rate would be. <laughs> so the, the guy, uh, Roger put me on the treadmill and Roger walked away, came back and he's like, Oh my God, sit the frick down. <laughs> my heart rate was in the two hundreds. It's like, Jesus Christ, you're going to die on me right here. So we built a plan and, you know, I quit, quit smoking. And it, it that was a, a, one of the hardest things I ever did in my entire life. Uh, but I needed that accountability. Uh, I needed a Roger and then, then later became Bryce and, and the people like, I needed the accountability. I needed somebody to make me show up. Right. They said I was going to be there at one o'clock. They were going to be there at one o'clock. I was going to, to be there. So a lot of it's a, a lot of these trainers. It's about accountability and then knowing how to, you know, get your clients, you know, moving. But when you shut that down, you really take a resource, a major resource away from people who can fight things like obesity and heart disease. And you, you know, my blood pressure was sky high. I've been able to manage my blood pressure with my exercise and my diet. And, and I still eat 
a lot of things that I like to eat, right? And I'm still a little larger than I should be, but I was able to manage that by dropping a lot of weight and getting in much better shape. So we can address these issues that, that are pushing people over the edge with this COVID. Two minutes. But we need to, you know, we need to think, we need to, we need to get that. We need to get these places open. They need to understand that it's not just a bunch of meatheads wanting to go work out. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of health benefits to having these facilities open. Well, yeah, that's the thing, too. I mean, think about all the, the doctors that have told clients that they need to be in the gym and working mm -hmm. out or be living an active lifestyle. I have one client that has diabetes, and her doctor is, tells her to be in the gym, and, mm -hmm. and she's been able to control that by working out and eating healthier. But right now, without access to the gym, she doesn't have much available for her to do workouts or that kind of thing. So... Yes, we're doing all this to prevent the spread and keep people safe, but you also have that population you're hurting mm -hmm. because you're not allowing them to access these facilities or these services, which is detrimental to their health. So now we're getting back into the whole point of picking whose health is, whose health is more important it's, than others. It's picking winners and losers. And like Tim and I were talking the other day, it's it's people make the people in position of power making policy worried about the thing a foot in front of their face when they can't see the cliff that they're walking towards six feet in front of them or the one that we've already stepped off of. And it just it puts everyone in a bad position like the person with diabetes. We have members that have PTSD. I have dudes that are blowing up my phone that are literally losing their minds because they can't get in here and train. So it's just it's forsaking certain people just out of the fear that some people may may be in bad positions if they get this thing well yeah that's the yeah. thing i don't think i don't think any of us take any of this lightly as far as people getting sick because Absolutely. our whole profession of i mean we open gyms to help people be healthier mm -hmm. so don't take it as a negative thing that we don't care about them right and, because and we do and we have these guidelines we're willing to follow exactly. these guidelines why not let us follow these exactly. guidelines but we have seven seconds left so i think we're going to wrap it up thanks for coming eric uh, appreciate yeah, no it on the first summit podcast